Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli and Kryptonaut Mike. Make sure you check us out in Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy the podcast. Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my two co-hosts, Jake Jabrilli and Kryptonaut Mike. How's it going, you guys? Going awesome. Thanks. Pretty good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so before we get started with the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day, I want to make sure that for you listeners and viewers out there, I want you to go to Decrypt. Check us out there, chat, chit chat with us. Also on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so you can check out for more videos because we're uploading very regularly now. It's awesome, love it, you guys. Mike, Jake, thank you for being part of this team. We are producing awesome content. So with that said, by the way, links will be below. With that said, Jake, go ahead and take over the top 10 daily stats. I just wanna make one minor change uh, on the fly here since it's kinda of hard to re-record. Uh, it's not decrypt, it's Discord. Go to Discord. Oh, this is the website we often reference for news. Discord is the uh, place yes, where thank all you. Of our, our content is hosted. Just for anyone who didn't know, if you're new to the channel, Discord. That's where we are. Thank you, thank all you. Alright, so CoinGecko, the top 10 CoinGecko coins of the day. A couple things are up and a couple things are down. So we're going to start with Bitcoin because Bitcoin's always in the top, at least has been so far, at uh, about $44,500 currently. And it's gone down a little bit over the last seven days, about 3%. Market cap is currently sitting about $835 billion over seven days. Oh, pardon me, that's the market cap. Ethereum, as always, is following Bitcoin in its number two position. It's dropped a little bit below 3000 about 2990 right now. Seven days, also gone down about 6%, 5.5%. And its market cap is sitting around $350 billion. Cardano is in third position. It is about $2.12 right now. It's got a pretty decent seven-day gain of nearly 18% and a $68 billion market cap. Tether, which is a stable coin, doesn't really change very much. It's supposed to stay stable. It's uh, currently at about $64 billion. Binance coin, it was at about 400 It's dropped down a little bit, but the seven-day gain is still up a tiny bit at about 1.3%. And $61.5 billion in the market cap. XRP, otherwise known as Ripple, the company that's currently going through the SEC lawsuit, is at $1.13, a 12.5% seven-day gain, and a $52.8 billion market cap. Dogecoin, which has been doing exceptionally well, even though everyone else has kind of fallen down, is at about 13%, its current price about $0.30 cents on the nose, Doge nose, at about $40 billion market cap, which is amazing. We've got USD coin, another stable coin. Not much fluctuation there, again, but it's a place where a lot of people store their money when they're trading, particularly on uh, Coinbase, which is what USD coin comes from. And their seven-day market cap is about $27 billion. We've got Polkadot, and Polkadot is currently about 12% over the last seven. Its current price, $23.92, and a market cap of about $24.5 billion. And then the new up-and-running comer at the very top of the uh, chart today, number 10, is Solana, 
up 70% over the last seven days with a market cap of $20 million. Its price is currently $70.50. So that's the top 10 in the cryptocurrency uh, top 10 list on CoinGecko. And if you haven't already, be sure to check in with your candies. Check those candies because there's lots of uh, NFT tokens they're giving away prizes and subscriptions and rewards, the more you collect, the more you can get. There's actually quite a bit of free stuff out there, so collect your candies. So let's get on to the news. Hold on, really quick for the listeners out there on the podcast, what is the market cap? The oh, overall sorry. market cap? Market cap is still at $2 trillion, isn't it? It dropped below. That's right. We're about uh, $25 billion under $2 trillion right now. So... $1,974 billion, or $1.974 trillion. Not quite a tr- uh, $2 trillion, but it's still ha- hovering around that price, which is a good thing. Did you say $1,970 million? Billion. $1,974 billion. Wow. All right. Cool. So, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Actually, give me a second here. Uh, I have to close that out and go to my news article here. How are we going to do this? Share screen, and I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, that looks like it. All right, cool. But I was going to screw that up. No, we're good to go. Okay, so this is a news article I wrote here. Uh, $4 million round funding Odon. DeFi platform raised by former Goldman Sachs employees. Pantera Capital led the funding round for Odon, the centralized finance platform, which has raised $4 million. Former Goldman Sachs employees Nathan Allman and current CEO of Odon DeFi joined with other Goldman Sachs employees to launch the Odon platform. The team recognized an opportunity to offer a suite of products that would allow institutions to get risk-controlled exposure to DeFi products. CEO of Odon DeFi stated, We see a huge opportunity to bring a wider array of products to traditional finance to DeFi and create new financial primitives. We are grateful for the support of our investors who recognize the immense potential for DeFi to democratize access to a wide range of financial services previously only accessible to institutions. All right, cool. So, feedback, you guys. First of all, Goldman Sachs. I mean, they were talking a bunch of smack about crypto for the longest time, and now, hey, look at us. Uh, we're proud to be part of, of of crypto, but we're also a former Goldman Sachs. You guys were the same people talking crap for the longest time. Unbelievable. Oh, these, are, these are former Goldman Sachs employees, not actually Goldman Sachs. Re- regardless, I bet you they were there. I bet you they were there when Goldman Sachs was talking crap about crypto and that they shouldn't, they shouldn't, you know, burn their fiat for this magical internet money, you know, this this this, this digital, this digital coin. Who would do that? Who would do such a thing? Convincing, right? Huh? Everybody takes a little bit of convincing. After a while, they finally realize that the uh, Winklevoss joints are going to beat 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 them. In- market value. You know, okay, but on on, the, on a real note, they're actually pretty damn smart because they do have the experience and the connections 
to connect the right people with this DeFi. They got it. They, this is just the beginning. The $4 million, forget about it. That's pennies. That's pennies compared to what's about to happen with this company. That's the end game. Preparing with Goldman Sachs or Warren Buffett's companies or anything of that sort. Uh, it, it's a sure bit kind of thing. Yeah. All right, let me read another one before I switch over to uh, to you guys. Uh, another one I wrote here. Uh, it, for the for the viewers out there, I apologize in advance for the uh, text-based um, news. I, I didn't get a chance to publish it yet, so this is what we have. And I literally just edited it like not too long ago, right before this video. Anyways, uh, here we go. Uh, Joshua Stroge, is it Stroge? Jake, Mike, Stroge, or Stogie, Stogie, Stroge, Stroge, Joshua Stroge is appointed as interim CEO of Binance.us after Brian Brooks' departure. I'm sure you guys remember that. That wasn't too long ago. Joshua Stroge has been appointed as the interim CEO of Binance.us after the abrupt resignation from Brian Brooks. On August 6, 2021, Brian Brooks stepped down as Binance.us CEO, citing differences over the strategic direction with his colleagues at the company. Binance is the world's largest exchange with 24-hour trading and an average of $19.3 million trading daily. Uh, no, I think that's billion. I, I See, I already messed that up. I'm pretty sure that's billion. 19.3 billion. Yeah. B. Billion. $19.3 billion trading daily. Uh, Binance has been under scrutiny from global regulators due to the lack of proper regulation on their platform. Let's see where the interim CEO Joshua will do as the global regula uh, regulators will continue to put pressure on Binance to meet certain regulatory standards. All right, feedback from that, you guys. Uh, obviously, Brian Brooks is no longer there. Um, Brian Brooks is a person now with a lot of uh, uh, experience in crypto. Um, don't know what happened to him or where he's going, but that guy right now is the Golden Buddha. Whoever picks him up, his name is Gold. That's for sure. Sound like the Golden Sachs guys uh, you know, broke away from the company to, to do the, the DeFi thing in the previous article. I'm sure uh, Brian Brooks will find uh, good work somewhere else in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, let's go ahead and let me fix this here and switch it over to share screen, quiet gecko, and where are we at here? Give me a second and switch over. There we go. Where's my mouse? Wrong monitor. Wrong monitor. <laughs> okay, there we go. Reloading. So, okay, so it's on to you guys now. I'm done with my news article. I don't know who's taking over. You guys, go ahead. My hands Twitter, are washed. Twitter's Jack Dorsey. <laughs> Jack Dorsey. Uh, there it is. So, Twitter's Jack Dorsey is now mining Bitcoin. Mining, not just owning. Here's how. Jack Dorsey. Did I see Jack Dorsey? Oh, you I did. Dorsey. You did. Jack Dorsey, <laughs> CEO of... I'm saying he's going to yell my kids about that. CEO of both Twitter and Square has rapidly climbed the ranks to best known Bitcoin maximalists in recent years, backing big Bitcoin centric projects, espousing his love for the original cryptocurrency white paper 
and even saying he believes Bitcoin can bring out, bring about world peace. Now he's added another piece to his Bitcoin resume. He's mining it too. Kind of makes sense if you think about it. Yesterday, in response to a tweet from another user about getting into Bitcoin mining, Dorsey wrote, "I'm trying mining with Compass Mining too." He didn't elaborate on that note. The Compass share, but Compass shared the world shared word with its 25,000 plus followers in a retweet of Dorsey's comment. Bitcoin is mined through an energy-intensive process called proof-of-work, which computers compete to perform an array of complex mathematical equations in exchange for cryptocurrency rewards. The work itself is arbitrary. Miners are simply expending computing power in exchange for a potential reward, which can be incredibly valuable given Bitcoin's current price of while it's technically possible to mine Bitcoin with an average home computer, it's highly unlikely that you'll earn much money at that. In fact, you might not make enough even to cover your own energy bill, given the immense power demands of mining. Last I heard, it cost uh, 100,000 100, watts. No, it's 100,000. 100 megawatts, that's what. 100 megawatts make one Bitcoin. It's an immense amount of power. Crazy. Yes. Um, now that China's kind of dropped off the map a bit, it's kind of falling on the on the shoulders of uh, Western Europe and the United States. In fact, you might not even have them. So, uh, profitable Bitcoin mining these days typically requires super powerful computers or custom-built ASICs uh, mining rigs. Compass Mining offers a way to get up and running uh, with a top-tier ASIC mining rig without going through the hassle of sourcing one in in-demand machines yourself or finding the ideal location to host it. That can be very tricky. Take it from a miner. I know. Here's how it works. You choose your ASIC rig that you want to buy through Compass, and it, which, it then, which it will then source and install in one of its global mining facilities. The company sets it up and joins the mining pool of your choice you pay for the electricity to cost the machine, and then the Bitcoin rewards from your machine are paid into your crypto wallet. Pretty simple. Is this, Honestly, a, actually, is this a shell for Compass? I mean, yeah. yes, I'm, not, I'm obviously I'm not, uh, uh, it is an ad for Compass, in, in a sense. Did they pay you? But, but Did they I, pay you to I read this? No, no, I, I'm going to put it this way. The reason I like this article is it gives a good description of how it actually works. It does. I mean, this is only one... Um, business model, it's not uh-huh. quite my business model, but it is an example of a good business model, and I like the idea of it, so that's reason I bring in this article. So, Compass declined a uh, you know, specific comment on Dorsey's mining operation of the firm. However, representative tells Decrypt, uh, this article that I'm reading, of course, that the minimum order is a single ASIC rig. Now, ASIC rigs themselves can be pretty costly. I mean, right now, because the price of Bitcoin has gone back up again as of late, be so surprising to pay somewhere between six and ten thousand dollars for just one basic rig. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that kind of cash laying around. Um, it, you know, just you know, throw it away on something and not get the money back for a year, which is about how long it'll take to pay back. And I know that's not part of the article here, but that's really kind of what it is. There's lots of different uh, rigs out there. There's um, a bit main uh, ant miner rigs are actually ones that I've personally used quite a bit over the last uh, five years. Um, they're Enough. not the best. There's there's several other different manufacturers out there. And Enough Silicon. This is, say again? Yeah, Enough Silicon is another company. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the major companies, rather. 
Um, and uh, anyways, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that this is a business model for getting people into crypto in a different way uh, than maybe just doing it for themselves on their desktop computer. And I, I think it's, it's, you see how it is that, you know, Dorsey's kind of in, in, endorsing, <laughs> pun intended, this, uh, this ideal. The thing kind of the reason I even bring this article up is not just for the how-to of mining, but uh, or basic mining. It, but it's it's kind of where everybody's going. No one really talks about it. I'm actually kind of glad that this article makes the point because Jack Dorsey is, um, you know, a pretty powerful person within tech itself. Um, and to see a person saying, "Yes, I'm actually doing mining," granted through a, a third-party company, um, it's something you would have I would have expected other corporations like Goldman Sachs to be doing on their own. They're like, like, we can either trade, buy and trade this stuff, or we can make it. And that's the reason I got into it. I got into mining yeah, because I didn't like the, the fluctuation. Mm -hmm. I don't like the, I bought it at this price and it went down. So I'm kind of curious, like, is, is, is Jack over here trying to do uh, cloud mining or? It, from, from, just from the tweet, it sounds like he's just or experimenting with the technology in general to see how can he you know, leverage this to make money. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a lot of money, like, yeah. really good investment is, you know, mining for more money. Mm -hmm. Why not mine, you know, the most stable currency? Yeah, but is, is Compass, is Compass, it sort of sounds like you have the option to buy your rig, but at the same time, it sounds like it's only digital. You're buying a rig that's going to be stationed at his warehouse, and you're gonna mine. You're gonna cloud mine through that, and they, they maintain all that. And you you're just gonna pay a fee. Cloud mining is not really the. There's I'm gonna make the distinction between what cloud mining is and what you're talking about. What he's doing is literally just mining, and you own the miner in the in the facility, um, which is pretty much the way I do it. But um, cloud mining is, is distinctly different. In the, and, and the reason I'm calling the distinction to it is it was. Um, kind of a fake kind of mining. I think uh, Electronium was doing cloud mining for the longest time where they're like, oh, here's your app, and here's your mining, and we'll just basically give you some coin over time. Cloud mining is a way of getting around uh, mining on your phone, because when Apple and, and, and Google canceled the, all that off of all uh, you know, mobile phone devices or smartphones, the only way they could allow people to do that was to call it cloud mining. It's not really mining. It's just assigning you a random percentage of a coin that's being mined at their facility. So, um, but it's kind of like getting you to invest in it or putting your name on it. This is my stuff. I am I am participating with this, but it, it doesn't actually mine in the cloud. So, or whatever people refer to as the cloud. So, let's just move on to the next article. No, well, um, I, I I want to dig a little deeper in Compass. I I, I, okay. I I want I want to know what it does personally. Maybe I'm interested. I want to see. Hey. If I can get in on this, then, I mean, Jack, first of all, is a name in crypto. If he's doing something, I kind of want to keep a closer eye on this guy. Uh, if he's coming out with Compass, okay, okay, let's see what you got, buddy. Let's see what you got. Yeah, now, I could, I could see Square making their own Compass. Yeah, okay. Um, I, yeah. I'm not saying they don't have the tech engineering capability to do it. I'm certainly they do. And maybe, uh, maybe... Jack is more explicitly an extreme backer of Compass and not just their spokesperson mm. or just, you know, somebody who's, who's using it. I mean, he's, <laughs> they do mention that he's a, he's the CEO of two companies, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe now he's the CEO of three. We don't know yet. Um, but, 
this is a, a common way of doing mining. In fact, it's probably the way that most people end up doing it, with the exception of those who just have a couple million sitting around and want to do it for themselves, mm -hmm. like Sean. <laughs> yeah. Sean Neal. <laughs> um, Hello, Sean. Like quarter million, quarter million doing this, yeah. um, or so. Um, yeah, I, he doesn't need the money. He's doing it for the fun. And yeah. I would say that uh, Jack Dorsey doesn't need the money either. He's probably doing it for the making of other money. Uh, it's a yet another venture that we already know he's into it so it kind of makes sense he would go this direction mm -hmm. alright on, on the other end of oh, making money out of crypto mm -hmm. <laughs> we have uh, Bitcoin Mixer CEO pleads guilty to dark web money laundering oh man I, I, uh, I have a personal connection to this, not personal in the sense of other people, but I, I almost got into this company, Helix. Hmm. So, Ohio man Larry Harmon spent years running a Bitcoin mixer, a service that scrambles the origins of crypto transactions in a way that makes it hard for law enforcement to trace, which led to his arrest in 2017 on charges that included conspiracy to commit money laundering, which is the reason AML is so important in uh, investing and in crypto. After fighting the case for years, Harmon pled guilty to the money laundering charges on Wednesday morning in federal court in Washington, D.C. The plea came up on the cusp of on a trial in which Harmon was prepared to argue that his mixing service, known as Helix, was not a money laundering tool, but rather a means to increase privacy and facilitate the use of Bitcoin. His decision to plead guilty suggests his privacy arguments were likely to fail in the face of government evidence that Helix pro uh, primarily served dark web sites like the now-shuttered Alphabay, which served as a marketplace to buy illicit drugs and host of other illegal services. During his t work time working with Alphabay, uh, Helix laundered roughly 350 million, uh, thousand Bitcoin, or $300 million worth at the time, but that would at present be close to some amount of billions of dollars. The sole purpose of Harmon's operation was to conceal criminal transactions from law enforcement on the darknet, and because of our growing expertise in this area, he would not make good on that promise, said Don Ford, chief of the IRS criminal investigation. Harmon's decision to plead guilty underscores how law enforcement has come to regard crypto mixtures also known as tumblers, as inherently criminal, even if some people use them for legitimate purposes. The Justice Department has yet to reveal details of Harmon's plea argument, including whether the amount of prison term he will serve. In such agreements, defendants often agree to share details of criminal operations with law enforcement in order to reduce the length of their potential sentence. According to the court records, Harmon is only pleading guilty to the count of conspiracy to commit laundering under the deal the Justice Department appears to have dropped the other charges which are related to operating an unlicensed money transmitter. So, it says Harmon is also being required to pay $60 million civil penalty. Ouch. Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty penny. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, like 3000 it's not that much. <laughs> not that much, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, don't even get me started, man. I wish I held my Ethereum. Uh, yeah. wah, wah, wah. I'm just poking you. Right? Yeah, see, I know. Right is, here, uh, man. You're, you're ripping up scabs. Oh, man, <laughs> it's horrible. This, uh, uh, 
in regards but, in regards to mixers, I, I do want to I do want to plug in one 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 that uh, uh, that I know of. It's called the uh, Samurai Wallet. It is a pretty awesome uh, mixer for all the listeners and viewers out there. I do recommend that wallet. You could check out the code yourself to make sure that it is secure. So it is open source. It's awesome. Uh, a lot of people use it. You can mix up your coins there for privacy purposes. Obviously, you want things to be more private. You don't want to be traced for whatever reason. You want to buy your loved one some beautiful flowers. You want to make sure you uh, you hide your address so she doesn't find out you're trying to buy her something very nice for that special day. Um, samurai wallet. All right, go ahead. Well, that's all for me. We're turning this over to Mike now. <laughs> all right, Mike. Yeah. So Jeff Benson wrote an article about NVIDIA falling short for their ASIC cards they're selling. Their target was $400 million in revenue, but they ended up only doing $266 million in revenue, which is only, I think, 6% of their revenue last year, because they pulled in $6.5 billion. Wow. Yeah. So they, you know, it's still a small part of what they do. But it could be bigger. You know, obviously it's kind of a flop. I think this really shows that most people who are GPU miners like having that security fallback, knowing that, you know, if anything happens, they could liquidate their farm to people who play video games. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you buy these, you can't. So no one's really, you know, coming in droves to buy them mm -hmm. out. They didn't, you know, hit that milestone they wanted. Well, not only that, obviously the global chip shortage didn't uh, do them any job as well right unless unless i unless they have no effects because i know i know companies like these do actually hoard a a a reserve for emergencies like the chip shortage that's currently going on um but i don't know what their situation was yeah because the article says it uh would create 400 million revenue uh, so maybe they didn't reach enough gpus to do that the Ouch. article is actually kind of big on that. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, given Nvidia the benefit of the doubt, and it's just you know a world shortage that they didn't hit their target, uh, that, that no one wants them at those prices. Like I definitely would not buy those. Yeah. I, well, as, well, as a I, GPU I, miner, I like not having e weights. You got you got to explain for the the, the 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 new cryptonauts out there why why what's so bad about the Nvidia cards. So uh, basically, the, the problem going around NVIDIA GPUs, kind of AMD too, but you know, NVIDIA is like at the forefront of it, is miners are buying the whole supply of GPUs, and that's kind of crushing the people who aren't buying GPUs to make money. They're buying them for you know their other job where they need it for graphic design or to play video games or whatever. So NVIDIA got the idea to, to just nerf a certain line of GPUs so that it would only use for mining, that would incentivize miners to buy these. But miners still aren't buying them. But they're also th throttled as well, right? Like, you can't use the full potential of these cards. I'm pretty sure these are the cards, right? This batch that came out? Like, you can't no, overclock the, them. Uh, uh, maybe. You know, that's just one software leak away to be able to overclock it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they did make a line of gamers, uh, gamer GPUs, where it, they throttled it so it shouldn't be used for mining. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's there right. I do. A leak on that too. Yeah. I remember that so as they, well. They yeah. ended up leaking it. I think it was like a young teenager that was able to uh, to to crack that code. No, not even. Uh, no. Nvidia accidentally published it. For like oh, really? Or something. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Yeah. Okay. Nvidia, and they're just down the road too, man. That that photo right there is just down the road from my house. I don't. I'm not like literally down the road. It's it's a couple miles out, but. I, I do drive by from time to time. Just, just hopefully I can just like you know use my imaginary metal detector and hopefully there's like a GPU laying on the ground that I can just pick up and walk away with. <laughs> go, go dumpster diving. Right. Oh man, dude, imagine. Do you think? Do you think that they would? I, I I've been watching these videos on YouTube with folks oh. out here out here in the Bay Area and like San Francisco where they go dumpster diving. Dude, they find treasure troves, man. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff in the dump. Brand new stuff. I mean, this is crazy. Man, imagine going in the back of NVIDIA. Nah, they, w- they wouldn't dump out stuff like that, man. They wouldn't. It's too precious. All right, one more, one more. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, uh, so the next article is by Andrew Hayward, and it's about OpenSea removing uh, an artist and NFTs that they were posting for sale because it violated copyright. There's a copyright dispute on it. Yeah, which one this is that is the one? first... That is Pepe the Frog meme NFTs removed from OpenSea after copyright dispute. Okay. I'll yesterday. find it. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is a, a pretty cool event, actually, because OpenSea is merged as, like, the biggest, you know online store for NFTs or online marketplace and there hasn't really been a DMCA done you know it's a very common thing in YouTube you know it's just every everyone's getting talking about DC DMCA on YouTube but uh, with OpenSea this is the first so this is really you know a step I don't know if it's in the right or wrong direction for art as NFTs but it's definitely going to be something down the line Let's look to is that pivotal point where crypto went mainstream and then it got hit with mainstream rules as far as NFTs go. Hmm. And it hmm. is worth noting that uh, the frog NFTs that were pulled mm-hmm. were generating $4 million in trading volume. What? These things? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Oh, NFTs are popping off. I wish I had my metal. I wish I had my NFT metal detector. Hopefully, somebody will drop an NFT and I'll just pick it up. Sell it for four million dollars. Have you guys ever used OpenSea? Yeah. Yes. Awful. Awful. Awful experience. Uh, I actually just recently was trying to bid on an auction. And then it just reset on me, and I lost the like. I hit the submit bid, bid, and then it gave me an error, and then the auction ended, oh. rather than going into an auction war with the people. So I mean, so you burned. I'm not like that salty. I lost it, but um, the the artist lost the opportunity for a bidding war for a higher price NFT. And then I don't know why, but I had to use wrapped ETH. Which, all in all, like putting the money from Ethereum to wrapped ETH and then back to Ethereum, I lost like maybe 
nine to ten percent what I put in there. Yes. And I, I like I, I literally I went to an auction. You know, no one got this money except, you know, I guess the miners or whatever the fee miner. OpenSea is taking. Yeah, it, I was, don't, it was a pain. I don't understand these platforms, man. Anything that has to do with Ethereum, it's it, I'm not I'm no longer interested in. I, I don't like the way they're set up. I, I don't yeah. see anything changing in the next couple of years, even when they move over to proof of stake. Transaction fees are still going to be ridiculous, regardless of what what they're trying to push forward. You know, it, it, it's more fabricated media for them. Believe us. We're telling you the truth. Come on, folks. Join us. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be affordable. You're going to be able to do more transactions. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, I sure. Literally, literally spent over $120 in fees. Just Boom. For nothing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. It's for, stuff for like that. Literally nothing. It's stuff and like it was that. It's ridiculous, dude. Too, because I I did slow fees. You know, I did as slow as possible. Where I know it would still go through. And the first time it wouldn't even go through. Now, now, uh, EIP was at fifteen fifty nine. That's supposed to solve that issue as well. It wasn't just it, one thing. It took away the the uh, artificial inflation of fees by miners. Not something I was personally doing operation but plenty of miners were doing it to, to get the higher fees um, and so it took the, took that away you can't do that anymore tons of, of ethereum are burned every single day because you can't do that anymore and that has been keeping the price relatively low it's under 100 quay uh, but per mike's example i mean you still paid a good chunk of change let's, let's check it out we have to yeah, go I to don't, east i don't know Gas i don't know station. why open doesn't just do ethereum i don't know why i was forced to use wrap ethereum because if I had just used Ethereum, they just you know said okay. I took a screenshot of um, oh wow, you know my wallet and how much is in there, and then just keep checking it, and make sure that that amount's still in there. It would work totally fine. Yeah, no, I did. You you feel bad about having lost all that when I was just trying to move a hundred dollars worth of ETH over to um, pull together. It cost me a hundred dollars. Forget oh about my it, man. God. I wow. was. <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, I was just trying to move some USDT and forget about it. The, the transaction fee was higher <laughs> than the dollars that I had in my wallet. I go, you know what? Uh, let me just squat on this for a little longer. Um, hopefully, sometime in the future, transaction fees will be so ridiculously affordable that I, I can one day in the future move my uh, a few dollars and maybe buy a. Uh, a burger from the dollar menu in the future, uh, but it probably won't be a dollar, right? Because of inflation, you know. Hint, hint. Yeah. You know what the future right. is about. You know, mm -hmm. fiat. Yeah. One, one situation. Once. Yeah. Hey, there you go, bro. There you go. I can't wait, man. I can't wait for more more pubs and and sh and burger shops and hot dog stands to start, you know, charging satoshis. I mean, that's we. I, I was looking at um. Sorry to go off topic. I was looking at videos on Lightning Network, and there's actually a lot of businesses out there that are adopting Lightning um, because there's more and more platforms that have better uh, um, user interface for the uh, for the for the business owner to easily understand how to use their platform um, and to have customers easily integrate their wallets to uh, to the business owner's wallets. It's it's almost seamless we're getting pretty damn close buddy we're getting pretty close I would say another year or two 
I think everything will be perfectly polished. It'll look beautiful, and I think people start using the uh, 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 Lightning wallets a lot more. And that's what I want to see, man. I would be very pleased to uh, use Lightning personally. I would. I would. I don't mind using. Now, I wouldn't use mainchain Bitcoin. Not at all. Heck, no. That's crazy. I would never do that. Yeah. But Lightning is a beautiful thing. If you ever, if if you've never used it, I, I do recommend. Like I said, uh, Samurai Wallet. Download the wallet, try it out. You can uh, actually, you know what? Is that uh, hmm? Maybe that's not it. Maybe blue. So Samurai Wallet's the the, the mixer. There is a blue wallet. I'm pretty sure it's called Blue Wallet. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, Jake. Remember when we were using Smiles? Yeah, that's right. But I, I can't. Actually, I can't remember the name of that wallet. I think I still have. Let me grab my phone real quick. Hold on a second, everybody. <laughs> everybody on hold. I gotta find this for you guys. I was using a lightning wallet for a long time. Uh, wallet of Satoshi I was using, actually. That was where I was storing the miles. Yeah, Blue Wallet. So Blue Wallet is uh, a BTC wallet. It is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's open source. It is on um, GitHub, right? I'm pretty sure it's on GitHub. I do, uh, I do use it to collect some sats and uh, lightning in particular. It's all, it's all on uh, the lightning network, which is pretty damn cool because now I can just go buy my hot dog, buy my tacos, Buy my burgers, get some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Try it out. Blue Wallet, Samurai Wallet, and uh, the Celsius Network, Stacksats, and Huddle. Should I close it out? Should I close it out? I got to do that again. That was too quick. That was too quick. That was too quick. Unless you guys have any last words. All right, you guys. All right, you guys. Until next time, stack sets and huddle. Where's where's this at? Where's that at? There it is. Adios. Adios. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>